If I told you there was a 4% chance of rain, would you leave the house in a raincoat, boots, and grab an umbrella? Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't let a 4% chance of rain ever even enter your mind. Or would you? Studies show that only 4% of what we worry about actually happens. Just 4%. And yet we're up all night worrying about all of those what-ifs. All that for a 4% chance of anything actually happening. There is a whole 96% of life we're missing when we're focused on the 4%. It's not that you're a warrior. It's that the 96% feels more uncomfortable somehow. The 96% where things are going well. Possibilities are endless. There are two worlds. One where you're living comfortably in your fear and limitations and victimhood. And another world where you're living in your divine freedom and possibility. And whatever you focus on, you get more of. I want to know where you're spending most of your days. Are you in the 4% or the 96%? Take my limiting beliefs quiz. Find out what's really blocking you. Grab the link in my bio. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. This is a very special episode that I am bringing to you today. In honor of Mother's Day and in honor of healing the mothers and daughters who are struggling in their relationships, my mom and I have been close and then not so close. And now we're entering a new phase of more connection, joy, and love than we've ever had before. To be honest, I didn't think this type of relationship with my mom was even available to me. I didn't think it was possible. And yet, here we are. I spent many years trying to change my mother's opinions and views on me and everything else. I was certain that she was the problem. I was sure of it. But, like the Taylor Swift song says, I soon learned, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Oh, yeah. In all honesty, until I started working on myself, healing myself, did I start to notice our relationship changing. Here's the funny thing. It's not that the other person doesn't need some fixing or changing or that they are not wrong. It's that you aren't going to be the one to change them. And you're putting your focus in the wrong place. But leading by example is sometimes the trigger to what you've been wanting all along. I'm excited for you to hear my mother's take on our new relationship, how it feels to be learning and healing at her age, and why you shouldn't give up on having a better relationship with your mom. Let's get into it. But first, all right, Carrie Murray is back with the Bra Network. Carrie, I heard you have some news for us. Last time you came on and you talk, we talked about the Bra Network, this time you're expanding? What's going on? Huge, exciting news. We're growing, we're getting bigger. We have new members coming in from all over the country. So now we're getting back to having in-person events and they're coming to a city near you. We've got them in Houston, Austin, Boston, Portland, Ventura, Orange County, San Diego. We're coming for you. 
Oh my God, that's so exciting. So you can live anywhere. I love this. So Carrie, what do you think it is about Bra Network that makes it so special? Well, why don't I ask you? You've been a huge cheerleader for me, a huge champion for the women of this network. What do you like about Bra Network? Oh my gosh, Carrie. Well, if I mean, put me on the spot, why don't you? But I will say that I love the collaborative nature of everything Bra stands for. Whether we're hiring each other, whether we're going to events together, we're referring clients to each other. It's just a good feeling to collaborate and be in this space with some dynamic women. We can learn about money. We can learn about business. We can learn about LinkedIn, but we also can learn about spirituality or we can learn about self-care. So you really have something for everyone. I think it's really one of the best networking groups out there, which is why, you know, I'm your biggest fan. Why? Thank you. (laughs) So everybody needs to join the bra network. Join now because the prices are increasing and it's coming to a city near you. So let's go. Warrior two. Where do they go, Carrie? How do they join? Good question. Bra-network.com and use that code warrior two for 20% off. All right, everybody, today on the show, in honor of Mother's Day, I am interviewing my mom. Sarah was born in Princeton, West Virginia, the daughter of an artist and a colonel, and she lived the life of an army brat, living all over the world, and sometimes not even more than a year in one place. She graduated from Mary Baldwin College, and was married, and had me at 24. Then, eight years later, my sister was born. She has been an art teacher and a painter. She was married to my father for 15 years, was divorced and remarried for more than 30 years to my stepfather, who passed a few years ago. She divides her time between Connecticut and Ventura, California, where she paints and lives the life of an artist. Ah, yes. She's also the proud grandmother of three awesome kids and two fabulous step-grandkids. Welcome to the show, Mom. Thank you, Liz. Thanks for asking me. Can you believe they're doing this, Mom? This is so crazy. I know. It feels so funny. <laughs> She's dying. She's already texting me. Is this shirt too busy? Is this <laughs> pepper? Is this looking too crazy? She already texted me. All right. So, so, Mom, this is what's so amazing is that you've met now so many of my coaching friends, my di- all friends from all different walks of life. And because I knew I was having you on today, I asked a bunch of friends for some questions to ask you. So I have my questions. I have their questions. So this is going to be an amazing Mother's Day episode. So let's get started. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to have you on the podcast in honor of Mother's Day, obviously, because you have really also, for two reasons, A, it's Mother's Day and you're my mother, duh. But also because you've really been working on yourself these past few years. And I feel like you really inspire people. The more people I introduce you to, people are really like fascinated by you, that you're looking good, you're feeling good, you're working on yourself. So I want to have a conversation about what it looks like to change and evolve as mothers, as daughters at any age that we are, that it's never too late. I asked my warrior woman community, like I said, what questions they wanted to ask you to help guide us. But first tell me what made you want to start working on yourself in a deeper way? Was it, was, what was that moment where you knew things needed to change? Was it when you started working with a coach? Yes, I think it was working with Tanya. And that was really helpful for me because I was really stuck, you know, after the pandemic and then losing my husband. And then I had to sell my big house because my friend who was the realtor said, you have to do it now. And that was very traumatic. So I was really stuck. I didn't know which way I was going, where I was headed. And uh, that really helped me starting with the coach because she she made me um, 
feel grounded and help me to look forward. Yeah, because if that so that was a really crazy confluence of things, right? Three, it's three the pandemic. Bob, our awesome, my awesome stepdad passed away, which he was, you know, listen, he had lived a long, long life, but you had also been caring for him a long time. Yeah. So you were already kind of tired, right? Uh-huh. Then the pandemic, then he passes away. Then now you got to sell this house that you've lived in for how many years? Well, over 35. And I, that was really my true home. Yes. After moving all, so many times, that was the one that was my baby. You know, I decorated it. I chose everything. My husband gave me free rain to do anything I wanted. So that was really tough. Yeah. And it was, th- so that was a, a, a lot of change, a lot of emotional things going on. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I just remember at that point when I would talk to you, you were just like, you numb, like you just didn't even know what to do with yourself. Like you were like, I don't even know. No, I was, I was definitely in a big void. Yeah. yeah. And so I did something terrible, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Gave me a Christmas <laughs> present. I opened the envelope and I, she said, what was it? Was it, uh, you, it was coaching sessions with about six months or how many sessions with Tanya. And I said, Oh no, you didn't. And you, I said, did you pay for it? So yeah. I knew I was, I knew I was done for then. Cause yeah. you paid for it. Cause I paid for it. So I wanted, I you know, listen, I, it's not that I don't believe in therapy. It's I, I think therapy is amazing. But I do feel like coaches move the needle in a, in a big, big way. And since I'm a coach, I obviously believe in coaches. And my best friend, Tanya Del Pozo, is a coach. And you knew Tanya. So it wasn't a total stranger. And Tanya has got a knack for wor- working with people, I feel like, who are over 60, 65. I think she's really, like, that's a really, like, one of her zones, one of her many, mm-hmm. many zones. Anyway, I I hired Tanya. I paid for it, which really pissed you off because once I paid <laughs> for it, you had to do it. You're like, son right. of a gun, you, pay- you paid? <laughs> you were so mad. That was uh, Okay, so that was the moment. That was, you, you, when you started working with Tanya, that was sort of, you, you started realizing. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes, that was that's correct. So, what was the first step with Tanya? When you first met with Tanya, I'm going off script a little bit, but when you first yeah, met thanks with a lot. Tanya, like she's already she's already pissed. I'm going off script. I remember Tanya saying, "I know you don't want to be here." Yes, that's what Tanya told me. Uh-huh. Tanya, I know you don't want to be here, Sarah. Uh-huh. And, but what was that first session like? It, I mean, obviously, Rome wasn't built in a day. The first session, you weren't like, "This is amazing. I'm going to just live." You know, how did you feel though after the first session? Well, no, she made a very comfortable environment for me by having no judgment and saying there's no wrong answers and all the right things like that. And then, and we just kind of free flow for the first session. And then she had specific things for me to do and homework and all that. But um, it made me get out of my little box and start thinking more toward the future or, or or even in the now. I wasn't even, I wasn't anywhere, you know? Yeah. You weren't anywhere. Okay. So let's go back. Um, Sheila uh, Eggert, who you have met, she's a coach and a dear friend of ours. Sheila asked, because I asked all the women to ask questions, what did it look like when you were watching me evolve? Because before even this Tanya thing happened, right? There was a certain evolution you were witnessing me go through, some changes you were watching me go through. So what was your first impression even to now of what it what did it look like when you watched me evolve and how do you think it changed our relationship? Well, I was just in awe of you because, first of all, that you started the podcast in the middle of the pandemic, which, you know, that was amazing to me. I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this. And then you got better and better and more successful. And 
I was just so proud of you. You know, then the gradually over the couple of years and you became a coach and everything, I'm thinking, well, if Liz can do that, all that, maybe I could do something, you know, that's positive and, you know, maybe I can do what I really want. And because I could see that you were, well, evolving. You were not letting things bother you that you used to let bother you. And I thought, I'm going to learn how to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, how do you think it's changed our relationship? Because I, I feel like before then, we were not like having the best relationship. Like I felt like we had some like antagonism sometimes. Like we would like go to lunch and there would be like, you know, what, I don't know what, was, certain subjects would kind of like not be great for us. And we'd kind of mm-hmm. have like a little like, uh, like a little, you know, and it didn't feel like, like it doesn't it feel so different with us now? Yes. It feels more mature. Definitely. And not like, I wouldn't say we're friends because we're still mother daughter, but I think uh, that I have new respect for you and I, I don't want to try to control you or tell you. I try not to tell you my whole opinion about things. Uh, but um, no, everything does does seem better, richer now, richer and, and more joyful. Yeah. And I remember people would ask me because they were like, well, how did you change things, you know, with your mom? Because and I just said, well, I changed me first. Yeah. I had to change me first. It wasn't about changing you. That's that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to change you, <laughs> that which is hysterical, right? Like, cause really if I'm having a problem, it's my problem. So I was like, oh God, I got to really actually change me and the way I'm viewing you. I feel like I was loaded with judgment. I was over here blaming you for different things. And then when I took radical personal responsibility for my own life and experience, and I am a grown ass woman, then I was able to look at you with like, why am I blaming her? Like, you know, everybody's doing the best they can. Everybody did the best they could with what they had in the moment and what they knew to be true and whatever. Right. So I was like, I felt like I was holding like certain grudges. And when I was able to let that go, then I was able to enjoy, I felt our relationship. Well, I, yes. I mean, I didn't know that's what it was, but something I saw that I felt the shift. And but I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I just thought, well, we were just getting along better, you know, but I really believe that a person can't move forward until they really examine themselves and and just quit blaming everybody else for things, you know, just take just let it go. Yeah, you know, let it go. And, and it's hard for people to let it go. It's hard. It's, it's really very hard. hard because, you know what? We want to be right. Yeah, we want to be right so that it makes sense. You know, I saw you reaching a point of frustration in your life. And I, it, it, this was the second point. So now you, at this point, you had done work with Tanya. I saw mm-hmm. you kind of like coming back to life. You were painting again. You were feeling better. You weren't feeling like depressed as you were. Like you weren't in this inertia place anymore. I saw mm-hmm. you like, you were doing some art classes. You were like, mm-hmm. you were like reaching out, doing something. I was like, oh my God, like you got your new house. Like you, everything was kind of like moving along. And then I saw you reaching this other point again where I felt like you were going down a bit. And I thought, you know what? I want to invite you to join me at this retreat that I go to every year with Tracy Litt. And I thought, I'm going to invite her. Like, And I'd already weirdly been thinking I would do that. And then when we were talking and I felt like you were feeling so heavy about things, I thought, I'm going to invite her. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, um, you know, she can say no. And you said yes, which I was so excited about. So Stacy B, who you met, who's around your age, you met her uh, at the retreat. She wants to know... What shifts or changes have you experienced since attending that retreat? Like, what was your biggest takeaway from there? 
Well, I think the the one of the best things is the obvious thing that that was just so much fun and such a great feeling to be in a room full of I don't know what seventy five women. Yeah, uh, and mostly younger than I was, but there were three or four that are were around my age. The retreat, I think, gave me the confidence to make new friends and not be afraid to share my feelings. And I just being with other women was so fabulous. It's I certainly felt empowered mm-hmm. after that retreat or even during that retreat. Uh, that was a special time. And that's why I want to go back again. But, you know, I was living alone and that's not fun. I had not been alone since I was 24 or 23. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I have been not alone. So it's great. You have a new house and your life's starting over, but you're alone. It's a strange feeling. Very At first it felt good because, you know, there were no caregivers around. I was kind of like, oh, I can eat when I want. I can do anything I want anytime. But that (laughs) that wore off fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that does wear off fast. Another big thing that I learned from that retreat was you have to have a community. Because especially when you're older, I've learned it's real important to have community because you just, you cannot be socialized and be, you can't be alone all the time. Yeah. It's not good for you. No, you can't. And that's yeah. that disconnection. They literally have now done studies that people who are in disconnection don't have community. That is one of the leading causes of depression. Mm-hmm. That is one of the leading causes, it, you know, and that just doing that, forget a medication, forget anything. If you feel like you're part of a community, if you feel mm-hmm. like you're connected to other people and like you say like, oh my God, sometimes I want to like kill my husband and someone goes, me too. You feel so much Val- validated. Yeah. yeah. You feel so much better because you feel like you're not alone. You're like, oh mm-hmm. my God, someone sees me, you know, like I, you know, so yeah, you're right. The community. And that's what you, a lot of women your age and the other woman, women that are coaches are, they don't know that they don't, they don't know that yet. They haven't experienced that yet. Yeah. You know? But at this retreat, we also did, they had a, se- a girl talking about sex stuff. I mean, I'm sure you were thrilled. My mother and I were horrified trying not to look at each other. Um, but you also experienced your first, because I just remembered this, breathwork session. Oh, that was fabulous. Yes. Okay. So tell me about that. Because first of all, for those of you who don't know, and, and, and do not miss the episode on the 17th is coming with Vaughn Piero, who actually led this session that my mom's about to talk about. I want you to know it is an incredible, she's incredible. What she does is like when people talk about, I do ayahuasca and I saw this stuff, you don't even need that. You do breath work with the right person. You will see things, visualize things. It is crazy. It is amazing. So Mm -hmm. mom, what was your experience with that? Because that was your first time doing that. You must've thought these people are cuckoo. Like this is cuckoo. Well, luckily, as as we discussed, the ones that had done it before and who were really, shall we say, relaxed, <laughs> were on the other side of the room, <laughs> and um, and the calmer people were on, on the left side of the room. So uh, there was no screaming on my side, but uh, <laughs> there was a lot of good feeling and you know breathing and deep breathing and visualizing, and it, it felt really, really, I don't know how to say it, just energizing but relaxing at the same time and letting go of things getting new ideas and just in the room for with your eyes closed for what an hour hour and a half it was and they played that those different kinds of drum music or real I don't know what kind of music it was but um, tribal yeah tribal it was I loved it yeah it was. Did you see any? You saw something. I remember. Yeah, you but I can't even remember right now. But um, did you, did you I, I wish I could remember. Was it Africa? 
No, y'all have to. Y'all, childhood or something. I remember to look back in my notebook. Something. I might have written it down. Yeah, I don't you know. saw anyway, you had an incredible experience. That was yeah. one thing you experienced. We also talked about like money blocks, which you kind of in your mind were like, well, I don't really have this. And we did a vis- visualization. Remember you saw the black cat? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So my mom saw this cat. Tell us about that. You, you do remember? It, what, I don't think it wasn't black, but. Um, or a cat. I, I was. Yeah. We were, I was worried about money in my future and everything, even though I don't have huge worries, but they were still like, oh, you know, I might, if I live 20 more years, what's going to happen, you know? And then I was sitting, uh, I saw myself sitting on the couch and this cat came through the door and went up to me and rubbed himself all over again and kind of reassured me. And then he left. And I, I knew that he was saying everything was is going to be okay. You don't have to worry, you know? Yeah. So that was just a simple thing. So my point is you've never done any of this before. You've never done breath work. You're not sitting here doing things on money blocks and seeing cats. This is all like a wild new experience for you. And you just, well, I had done that one workshop. Remember that I went to. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, but mostly it was some new, new experience. New, in a huge group of women. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that is part of kind of what is helping you feel like you're evolving or going? Is that you're having new experiences and you're getting to like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I well, I, I'm not as afraid. I'm not as afraid as I used to be like of doing new things, you know, and then changing. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It makes you feel more expansive when you're kind of doing exactly. That, right? mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So when we think about healing, I always think about generational change and what we're creating. Like I'm always thinking about grandmommy and mama, uh, my great grandmother. There's such a power in saying, this is going to stop with me because in different families, there's really some tough dynamics that have come down the way. I don't think we have something like that dynamic crazy, but tell me this. Tammy wants to know, actually, you know, Tammy, I call her unicorn princess, Tammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy asks, what does your mom wish she could share with her mom around her own growth? Well, I just wish yeah, I miss her every day. I, I wanted to share with her that that I'm learning how to listen. That's what I, the main thing, because I, I feel like some people just want to finish your sentences or, you know, when you pause, you're really trying to find something. And my instinct is to fill it in. And that's hard for me. I have to stop doing that. I have to just wait and pause and let them have their own world, you know, expression. So that's the main thing. But I, I would just love to be able to share things with her again, you know, maybe that I hadn't shared with anybody else. Yeah, I, I do miss her quite a bit. Um, that's the main thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, about how you're kind of learning to listen. Well, I mean, you're learning so many things, you know, mm-hmm. like you're learning about being an artist and like that's an evolution right there. What would you tell her about what you're learning about being an artist in this phase of your life? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue where I stopped when my in my large painting abstract, the way I used to do it. I'm not sure if I'm going to go on that way or not. Um, I don't know if I'm going to start something in a new way or because what I've been doing here in this, in these interim years is just small brushwork, mm-hmm. you know, cause I live on the ocean. So I've just not been, I've been kind to myself and I didn't start any huge things. And I just were doing uh, ocean waves and stuff and very abstract. So I don't know if I'm going to continue that way, maybe larger or different format or different material, or just continue where I left off like three or four years ago, you know. But when you think about her, she was living alone. 
for a mm-hmm. long time. Yes. Granddaddy passed away early. Yes. She lived for years alone and she kept painting and she kept out. No, painting was her life for sure. She, and she, I mean, every day, yeah. you know. But how do you think she got the strength to do that? Because let's be honest with you. It's still, we still get in our own way of, yeah. of having our art. She was strong. I have to tell you. I think she just made it a priority, which that would be good if I could do that. Yeah. I like that. You just, you know, because you don't have like get the kids to school anymore and even order the groceries or go get something. It's, you don't feel that pressure anymore. So I, I really would like to be able to do that, make it a priority. I think, you know, I'd like to push myself toward that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny too, because like you said before, it's like, you know, first when you think like, okay, I'm living alone. Ooh, it's so great. Here I am. I do whatever I want. And then you you have too many hours of the day and you're like, yeah. oh. you're like, wow, it's four o'clock. Yeah. How to get there, you know? So it is true. You do have to prioritize it. Absolutely. I know in doing this work, you're learning to create stronger boundaries. Uh, Lauren asked, how did you experience me holding up new boundaries and what discomfort did that cause you? Because I can think of your boundaries. Yeah, I can think of. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Yes. You and your sister don't really speak anymore. And because you created a boundary and I couldn't accept that for about a year or so. And um, finally, I just had to say, well, I can't I can't control this. Right. I just have to let her do what she thinks best. You know? Yeah, that, that was it was hard. I finally realized that I just couldn't control the way you two. Um, I hope in the future that you will be able to talk. But you're very strong personalities and. And ironically, she's going through some of the same things that you're going through, but on a different uh, level, a different mode, shall we say. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, you know, I think it's hard to set boundaries and hold them. Like, it's not, it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't like, I was like, cool, I just want to never talk to my sister again. Like, that's not, that was not my dream for my life. (laughs) That was not my goal. I didn't, wasn't, I, I didn't want that. Um, so it was, it was really hard to enforce it. I remember when we were, when I was first saying, I'm not, I'm not going to have a relationship with her anymore. Like, you were like, well, how about Palm Springs for Thanksgiving? And I was like, no, <laughs> you were like, not even Palm Spring, not even Thanksgiving. And I was like, no. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, it was hard in the beginning. It's, it's easier now. And I think you can see that having this boundary has definitely helped me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm hoping it's helped her in some ways, but like, it's definitely, I mean, have you been able to see, cause I feel more free. I feel happier. I feel less uh, bogged down by the responsibility of that relationship. And I feel like I've really accelerated all the things I've always wanted to do. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. you've noticed that or correlated that. Yes, I see that. The only thing that makes me sad is that the cousins don't get to, be together and grow up together. Yeah, no, that is, listen, there's a sadness to it, but I think boundaries are the way we show people how much we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I can't say, oh no, I love Nina more than my myself. Yeah. I have to love myself enough to say, I love myself more and I'm going to treat myself the way I think, the way it benefits me. So that was a tough choice, but and again, like you said, it's not that it's not going to change, but I can imagine as a mother, that's painful to see. That's the last thing you wanted either. Yeah, it, you know, it's hard, but I've accepted it. Yeah. And I, what, what do you think? I used to try to change it all the time, you know? 
Yeah. What do you think that moment was? Or when did you just say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, or, or was it more? Oh, I, I can tell you exactly. It was okay. when I started working with Tanya, the coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. What made, what, what made Tanya, like, what did Tanya say that kind well, of, she like, said, you can't control this, you know, yeah. just, just let it go. And, and, um, Concentrate on yourself. Yeah. And control is an illusion. I mean, what the hell do we have control over? I always laugh so hard when I'm coaching someone and they're like, well, I just don't even know what to do. And I'm like, okay, well, are you going to go to the grocery store later? Oh, well, of course. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Oh my God. How are you going to trust that somebody's not going to come on your side of the street when you're on the top of the yellow line? It's horrible. And they start laughing, but it is true. We have yeah. no control. It's such an illusion that we have control. We have control over nothing. You know, the only thing we have control over is what we're thinking. That's yes. it. That's it. Right? Mm -hmm. If we're thinking, and if we're thinking, oh my God, I'm the worst mother. These two are never going to see each other again. It's the worst thing in the world. Then that can keep you up all night, right? Yeah. Or you can say, this is not my party. They're yeah. I, I did feel responsible in a way, uh, you know, like, what did I do wrong? You know, so that was hard. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. sometimes things are just, you know, the way they are, right? Is what it is. This is the isness. Yeah. What, what it is, what it is. Isness. It's the isness. Is what it is. Um, okay. So what do women, oh, actually this is, this is, this is really, we kind of alluded to this a little bit. Women of your generation have really specific needs. I think we can agree, right? Like some mm -hmm. of that, like we talked about before this isolation, you lose your husband. Mm -hmm. What's the next phase? Like, what do you, you know, how are you dealing with aging? What do you want to have your, you know, second, third quarter be like, um, Tammy wants to know what do women in your generation need to know about working on themselves? Just being willing to, it's not too old. You're not too old, you know, to do it. It's it's like, you know, we've lived so long now. P people have second, third careers, second, third families. Yep. I don't think you're ever too old to do the work, you know, of, of learning about yourself. And you change. A person changes. Yes. Uh, and your beliefs change. Not your beliefs. Not your beliefs. But... um there's circumstances, definitely, but I mean, and you have to keep adapting. But you sometimes I think people think, well, you're you're retired. That's it. You know, that's not it. You have another life. Yeah, to live. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what makes people get a little sad. They're like, oh my god, I don't know what's next. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, mm -hmm. I have a couple of people like that I'm coaching right now. And I also think it. I I like that you said change your beliefs because, as you know, I'm a big believer in changing your yeah. beliefs. Um, because I mean, it would be ridiculous. You think about your computer, right? How many times you go on, it says, I need to update. Zoom needs oh, to update, well, update, yeah. update. Well, guess what? We never update our stupid ass oh. beliefs. Yeah. And some of these beliefs we've been having, oh my God, so many years. And sometimes we need to look at that and be like, is that actually true? Yeah, like, they, I don't change. Even know. they could change. Yeah. Right. So beliefs do need to change. I think we need to upgrade sometimes our thoughts and beliefs just mm -hmm. so we can like get to that next place. So I kind of like that you said that actually. Um, Amanda wants to know, what do you believe about people's ability to choose change and evolve it at, at every age? Like what's your belief on that? Do you think people can choose change? Uh, they can, but you know, no one can make you choose. You have to want it. And how, how does that happen? I think just being reflective, being quiet, doing having some time to really um, be at peace. And these thoughts, it's kind of like meditation. It'll come to you, but you have to want it. 
and yeah. to I, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, yeah. Nobody can make you. No, but isn't this interesting? You didn't want it. I didn't want it. So do you have? But to, then, so but, do you have? Yeah, to but then, uh, well, the coaches did do help. Yeah, yeah. But they and 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 Tanya's told me, you know, how to be calm, go out and put your feet in the grass and yeah, nature. And that that spoke to me because I love nature. Yeah. So everything to me is around nature, and she helped me um, just want want more. Yeah, she helps you want more. But I think mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's the point. If you're not feeling like it, right? If you're not motivated, if you're not feeling like um, I want to do this, right? It's still okay to feel that way, but call the coach. Yeah, <laughs> call, the call coach. the therapist, call the coach. Get, you know, you sometimes you have to kind of throw yourself in the deep end a little bit mm-hmm. to break yourself out of that inertia, right? Well, like, ma- making connections with other people helps yeah. to, get, to get out of yourself. It's not magic, though. It's not magic. No, it's it's it takes some thought work. and some work. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know there's so much self judgment when we kind of look at our past and our choices. I mean, I, I you several times you've said to me like in a moment of like just total sound like I I wasn't a good mother and I'm like stop it you've been a great mother like you know everybody wants to blame themselves for kind of the way things have gone in the past and Dana wanted to know. When you reflect on your past self, how do you feel, see, hear, and love the differences uh, from a non-judgmental space? Well, I I have been hard on myself, and I still am hard on myself, but I've learned that it's the past. You don't have to live in the past or even dwell on things that you wish you'd done differently. Um, Just move forward. I know that's the secret, I think. Yeah. And have you, do you feel like you've forgiven yourself for like anything that you, you know, think you need to, or do you feel like that or no? I think I have more, more work to do on that, you know, more work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you listen, this is the work of you, right? There's, I think there's a, a, like, a like we talked about this before that healing is not a straight line. It's not like I start here and I'm done. Okay. Here I'm at the end now healed. (laughs) Healing is a process and you learn things, right? Healing is kind of like a spiral. And we keep kind of having the rings go out, right? But when we have the rings go out, we sometimes hit a past wound. We start realizing something and then we got to look at that and we got to, you know, so it is an evolution. It's not just like a straight line that just happens, right? So you're in that evolution. You've been investing in yourself more than ever. And by that, I don't mean purses, shoes, vacation, uh, (laughs) girls night. I want everyone to know that what I'm honestly saying I'm talking about investing, having a coach, going to a mindset retreat, which is really about a, you know, sinking into yourself, all these things you're investing. So, and now you're taking Limitless Warrior, which is amazing. I love having you. Megan wants to know if she was going to chat with her mom about this work, how would you suggest she open that conversation? Well, I know at first it was hard to take it advice from you, but I see it differently now because I feel like it's more mature, more professional. And I know you really want to help me move on in a good place in my future. I I don't know her relationship with her mom, but just to sit down and have a a conversation like this, um, hopefully they would be able to do it. Uh, Or just ask her what what she sees her future in her future and what are her dreams and hopes? Because you're never too old to have dreams and hopes you know and they they could change they can come true you could you need to have 
something to look forward to, you know? Yeah. But you remember, remember when I was asking you like, what's next for you and all this stuff. And you were like, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing's next for me. Mm -hmm. So what, 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 what would have worked if I didn't, other than hiring you a coach behind your back and paying for it, which, cause that's just my way. <laughs> um, what, what could, is there something I could have said to you, like looking back, is there something I could have said to you in that moment that would have kind of like sparked something? Cause I asked I, you that and you were I like, don't think I was in a place there to, to even, I wasn't in, in a good place then, you know, mm-hmm. I had to be more reflective and uh, think about, what I really wanted, I, you know, I used to say, think to myself, well, I'm going, when I die on my gravestone, it's going to say she was a good mother, but she never wrote the child, published the children's book she wanted to. And I'm like, you know, living in fear of that, you know? Yeah. 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 So maybe yeah. it's not asking like, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you, yeah. what are your fears? Like getting into that? Would that have been like somehow helpful? Like to like, that's really hard. I don't know their relationship. I yeah. mean, I think that takes time and patience. That's yeah. I mean, for somebody to, to let themselves be so vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if they've built up walls. We don't know that. Right. We don't know. But I know? also think, you know, we've talked about this before exposure to new things. So for example, if Megan were to take her mother to the retreat or take her mother, if she's willing to go, uh, mm-hmm. or bring her to a class. I remember one time we even did a Paige Nolan class. Remember my friend Paige? Mm-hmm. And we just did a little Zoom and you loved it. You loved yeah. it. And, and, you know, I think it's also just kind of getting people out of their own like little routine mm-hmm. and exposing them to something that gets them to think on a higher level, like just even in a small way, like a small way, like that opens, like cracks the door. Well, I think, and we talked about this the other day, sharing new experiences. When we went to Carmel or we, or we did something that we both never done before, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it's just a different, it builds the bonding. It builds a new, like putting little new little nails in the new building that you want to, you know, you're building something new together. I think experiencing new things together that, it's really good. Yeah. You know? okay. So that's could be a catalyst for kind mm-hmm. of like opening mm-hmm. the door to the conversation. Like you seem like you really mm-hmm. had fun today. I was, I'd love for you to do more things like this, whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's kind of, I think that might be the answer because we want to bless uh, other moms this mother's day with some wisdom. Ruchi wants to know if you knew then what you knew now, what advice would you give to other moms? I think self-care, take care, take time for yourself, do things that you love and don't put that off. I think you you need to take care of yourself first and be a, be a, be a, nurture your friendships, you know, and if you can start a new community with uh, people who like what you like, I think, I think that's important at my age anyway, you know. I think it's so important to have things outside of motherhood. Mm -hmm. I think the inclination is when you have a baby, you do all these mommy and me classes because you're just like in this motherhood game. And even when they're like going to school and then you make friends, everything's about the school, you know, making cupcakes. Like 
It's almost like we need another community, like you're saying, that's based on what do I like? Like, I love photography. I mm-hmm. love surfing. I whatever it is. And that you can like kind of jibe into this other community and dip out of motherhood now and again, right. because I think motherhood is so all encompassing. And then we put so much pressure on it, so much weight on it that mm-hmm. we feel like we're failing all the time. And there are a lot of uh, mothers that take care of their grandchildren. And that's fine. That helps everybody. But they still should take time for themselves and do things, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, grandchildren are joyful. It was it was so hysterical. Someone the other day was said something like, can't you totally see now why grandparents are the way they are? Because here we are, we're like on our kids all the time. Do your homework. Yeah. Be careful. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. You know, they're, we're, we're on them all the time. And then you become a grandmother, you're like, care you do whatever you want like it, it, and jump on the sofa it's fine like you just kind of feel so free because you really are not raising them you're just kind of yeah. over there just enjoying you know like it's so funny I really I it's got so I, I I started to understand where that's really coming from because I used to be like why are you being so easy on them and then I'd be like oh that's what it, you know you're yeah. having fun you don't even care yeah <laughs> I, I know um my other grandchild, the five-year-old, was going through. She was here, and she was going through the, my drawers in my kitchen. I'm just watching her. I'm like, she's just looking for things. <laughs> Remember when you used to go around oh, uh, yeah. my mother's house and oh, look at her treasures? There was not a drawer oh. or shelf that I had not fully investigated exactly. in that yeah. house. And yeah. I still remember certain drawers, what they had in them. Because she had so many cool things. She had all this jewelry that she'd gotten from all over the world. And she had like these little th- incense things. And like she had artifacts. I mean, like her drawers yeah. were like, for, like our drawers are like post-it notes and pens. Her drawers yeah. were like archaeological digs. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest drawers in the world. <laughs> I remember um, you telling me that, yeah. Yeah, like that's the greatest drawers that I've ever seen in my whole life. But that is so cute that she's going into you. See, that yeah. just... That just shows you how much she loves you. Because think about how much I loved grandmommy. Mm-hmm. How I go through her drawers. That just shows you how much she thinks of you like that. Yeah. She loves being in my house. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel to be a grandmother? Like, do you feel like... Oh, that's the oh, best is- feeling in the world. Yeah. You, it's, it, it, it is. It's a role that you're made for. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fabulous. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to go on to the speed round. Are you ready for the speed round, mom? Yes. Okay, fill in the blank. I haven't really looked at it yet, it's so it's really going to be the top first thing that comes head. to your mind. Okay. That's how that's how it goes. Okay, I am learning that um, I can have ask for help and not be afraid. I love that. Explain more. Well, it it just uh, if I'm trying something new, I can reach out and ask people. You know, just in my community and and before I was just so so insular you know I just wouldn't do it yeah I mean the fun the great thing is someone's already done whatever that is that we want to do yeah exactly well just say how'd you do this so we don't have to struggle yes right when I feel lost I take deep breaths four seven eight I was late for lunch yesterday because uh meeting all our relatives and new relatives we hadn't met and they were, they were, I was delayed on the highway. First, there was an accident, and I hadn't even gotten out of my town yet. Then there was paving, and then there was tree cutting. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to start my deep breathing in my car. Hope I don't 
pass out, but I've got, I can't, it's out of my control. I can't help it. You know. Did it make you feel better? Yes, I did. Yeah. The breathing is everything. I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. See, breathing just is, I'm telling you, I had a friend, she was running, her, her son had done something crazy. She was getting in a car, running back to the house and she's calling me and she's in a panic. And I said, stop everything you're doing and start breathing before you even walk in the door. And she hung up with me and she did all her breathing and she walked in the door completely calm. He was so freaked out. He was like, why are you not upset and screaming? Yeah. And she's like, I am not going to scream at you. I am disappointed and unhappy, but I will not scream. And it, she, was just, she was so calm and scared the hell out of him. <laughs> it's the best. I am a woman who loves her family. That's a good one. I love that, mom. I am proud of the fact that I am doing the work to make myself grow and be stronger and follow my dreams. I'm really excited about getting back into my art more meaningfully and more spending more time on it. That I really am excited about that. Yeah. And there's no reason I can't. I just haven't. But now I feel better, you know, about doing it. Yeah. Well, it's hard to do art depressed and disconnected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of need to feel expansive and creative and let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. this is our all part of the journey. So I love it. Well, thank you, mom, for coming on the podcast. Do you survived? How do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like it went well? I feel like it went well. Yes, it did go well. I think. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good. I tried. <laughs> no, you did a great job. You did a great job. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And if you could subscribe, we would appreciate it. And leave us a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Bye.